What's up? What's up, everybody? Hope you have all been well. All right. Um, I may sound a little short-winded at times in this podcast. I may not sound 100% like me. Uh, let me just explain to you where I've been. I just got released from the hospital today after spending 15 days in the hospital um, from a motocross wreck. So I believe the last podcast I released, I was talking about having covid and it put me down pretty hard. Put me down for a couple of weeks. And uh, right when I got better, I decided to go out to the track on the dirt bike for the day with my uh, buddy Mike and his kids and my son. And I should have known something was just going to happen this day. When we got there, I mean, it was about a two-hour drive from the house. We got there. For whatever reason, my son had a flat front tire Changes front tire out there. Luckily, this other dude there, uh, his kids both race, and he had an extra tube that he just kind of gave me. Wouldn't even take any money for it. And uh, so we changed the tire. So it took us a little bit to get going. So I got out on the track. All was going well the first few hours. And uh, then I had a boo-boo. So I was going through this rhythm section, not like a crazy rhythm section. It was a kind of shallow whoops that you could take at a really, really high speed. And whenever me and my buddy ride, you know, we always push each other. We always probably ride maybe a little faster than we should. And I was in front of him and I was just hauling ass. And he was just like, dude, I kept trying to catch you. And I'm just thinking, fuck, he's going fast. I was going way too fast. So what had happened was, is there was a hard right-hand berm. It was a very high berm, probably probably about eight foot. And um, I lost my line. And not only was I going in the turn way too fast, but when I lost my line, I accidentally pulled more throttle, went over the berm, and dropped off behind it, probably about a 10-foot drop the bike went kind of nose down um and what i did in the air was kind of like a half a somersault it landed straight on my back and shoulder and then the bike bounced off me um i'm gonna play this for you now because i got it on gopro <laughs> it is a little disturbing you're gonna hear the bike and you're gonna hear the wreck and then you're going to hear the sounds that came out of me when my lung collapsed. I shot blood out of my mouth and my helmet and uh, fractured six ribs, fractured my scapula, did a level four liver tear and a traumatic kidney injury. So I'm going to play this for you right now. All right, next, you're going to hear my buddy. Get off his bike. He was behind me. This whole time I'm not breathing. Yeah, man. 
so that was that and uh don't ask me how i was making those noises they weren't on purpose and uh i was kind of laying there staring up at the sun and i just thought to myself dude you know you got to get up like you got to get up and get off his track and get to that truck and get your ass to the hospital because i knew i was foobard i mean i knew i was getting fucked up from the moment i went over that bank it was just like here it comes dude you better brace yourself for impact and i hit and i honestly i'm glad i had a helmet on because it fucked my helmet up and uh i thought i broke my neck at first because the back of my scapula between that and then the lung collapsing it was pulling everything to like one side and it was creating a pressure on one side of my spine kind of at the base of the neck um and it really made me think that um that I might have broken my neck but I was able to move my feet and I said dude you can lie here and suffer and wait for help to come to you or you can do whatever the hell you need to do to get up you know god willing walk the fuck off this track and let's go get some help so I got up walked off the track and my buddy put me in my truck and we were in the middle of freaking BFE man I mean we had to find a hospital you know he pulls up the little map thing on his phone and we're riding to the hospital and he left you know his three boys and my son <laughs> they went back out to ride well dad went to get his lung uh fixed <laughs> and the whole time we're riding down these country roads it's like i'm trying to have a conversation with him but i'm suffering you know i'm like i'm trying to make it as normal as possible and uh but at the same time i'm i'm i mean i'm in bad shape so we get to the hospital he runs inside says you know my buddy's in a bad accident you know please help yada 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 they they rush me inside and they immediately did some real quick scans and the doctor that was there that day it was a sunday and i guess he like switched with another guy that needed the day off and he just started going ballistic man he the guy was like from the bronx and he's like man every fucking time every fucking time i switch with him i get one of these fucking assholes that comes in here some dumb fuck trying to be evil Knievel. And he's just, this dude's going off, right? And I'm in so much pain, I can't even tell what he, you know, I don't know what he's going off about. And, uh, but I liked the guy. He was like a no bullshit straight shooter guy. And I liked him. <laughs> so he comes in and he's like, you got this, this, and this. I'm going to see about getting a helicopter to fly you out of here and get you to a trauma unit over here yada 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 and i said man you gotta be fucking kidding me right he's like about which part i said shit he's not kidding me and i just said to the guy i'm like dude please keep me in network like send me to my town please do not send me to where you you, know, you wanted to send me so they had a transport ambulance load me up pump me full of a whole bunch of morphine and the place where we were riding to get there from my house there is no smooth highway. It's like back road, pothole, like holy freaking hell for somebody with a collapsed lung. 
it's like the worst possible route you can take for somebody with that kind of an injury. So they get me here, they unload me, and they already did the chest tube. This guy had to do a, a one-inch tube in my lung at that hospital before they transported me. I don't know how many of you guys have ever had a chest tube. They're not fun. You're awake when they're doing it. They numb the area a little bit, but it is not a pleasing experience when they're ramming that tube into your lung from outside. And the two ribs that they had to go between on me were right where a couple of my fractures were. So yeah, I was in a little bit of pain. So when I got to the other hospital, they said the tube had a kink in it. They redid it. So I got to relive that pleasant experience all over again. Uh, I don't remember much after that. I was probably sedated or something. The next morning, early in the morning, I had to go in for surgery to have seven titanium plates put in to hold my ribs together because they were just, they were bad. <laughs> they weren't just broke, they were a fucking mess. So um, after that, you know, I had the tube in me for, I don't know, four or five more days. They pulled the tube, and I thought I might get to go home after I was there for about a week, but the problem was is I had a bunch of old blood in my lungs still that wasn't, it needed to be drained. So then I had to do another tube. They did a lower tube, like a drain tube, and I had that in me for another few days, but it wasn't draining for shit. So they come in, and they're like, look, we have two options. We can use this uh, clot buster-like medication where we backflow it through the drain tube and it gets that old blood to flow out of the tube again because that old blood at this point is hard. It's like gelatin. And the lung's not expanding, and that's why you're on oxygen. If that doesn't work, we need to do surgery. And at that point, I kind of lost hope. But the first way worked, so I didn't need a surgery. I don't know if you guys know how much shit one of your lungs will hold, but I let go of 3,000 milliliters of blood in my right lung. Now, I'm going to tell you something, true story. The whole time I'm going through this, I just got to have something to grab a hold to, you know. I had to have something to give me hope and to get me through this and... Again, when times are hard in my life, I always rely on the gym. I always rely on, you know, trying to better myself in that area. So I decided to make the unit floor my gym and walk laps. I didn't give a fuck. Like, I could come off oxygen for a little while. So the first day, I think I walked 10 laps because it's like a loop on the, in the unit I was on. And then the next day I walked 11. I said, well, 11 is better than 10. The next day I walked 12. 12 is better than 11. And then the next time I walked 15. Next time I walked 16, you know. And then there was a couple day gap in there just because I was having, I had to have a procedure done. You know, here goes the dog with his shit. Come on. Fuck off. I had to have a procedure done because my kidney had an aneurysm type thing on it 
So they had to go up through the groin and ligate that aneurysm so it wouldn't burst. And they didn't find that out until after I was in the hospital well over a week. So I had that done and then a larger lower drain tube at the same time. I didn't get my, my walk in that day. I was, uh, you know, between talking to doctors, procedures, all the shit that you go through in the hospital, I was going through four breathing treatments a day. I just didn't get it in. But then the next time I did it, I did 20 laps. Next day I did 21. The next time I did 40. Because at that point, the old blood started draining. I got to come off the supplemental oxygen and I had a little more wind in my sail. But the point to what I'm telling you guys is, or the point I'm trying to make here is I needed progression in my mind. Okay? And just lying there in a fucking hospital bed, dealing with that pain, letting whatever was going to happen, happen, was not my way of kicking this thing's ass and inflating my lung. All right? I was going to do whatever I had to do. And it got to the point where I said, I don't give a shit of my oxygen low. I'm going to keep walking. And in my mind, I had to think of my walk as bar speed on a press. Okay? Like, you know when you're lifting a bar and you know... Like when you're getting your fa- when you're getting your failure, the bar it stops moving, right? It starts moving slower. I had to visually think of my walk as bar speed, and as long as that bar or my walk wasn't slowing down to a fail, I kept fucking moving. That's how I did it. All right, the power to mind. I had to compartmentalize things. I had to kind of just bury the pain. And in this whole time I'm walking, doing my cardio, my posture's kind of fucked, man. You know? Because your body has that overcompensa- overcompensation effect where it wants to guard an injured area. I was also retaining water like a motherfucker, man. Like, I cannot believe how much water a human body can retain after a surgery and trauma like that. But, um, <laughs> my fucking nuts, man. My nuts were like, the sack was like five fucking times bigger than it normally is. It looked like a, like a zoo animal or something. <laughs> and uh, it was just, I was a mess, man. You know, my legs were retaining shit, a little water. Um, you know, I was just, I was broke. But I was still able to move, you know. Don't ask me how I was able to get up. And walk off that track. But there was definitely a higher power working there. I can tell you that much. Something else I want to share with you guys. Um, you know the 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 visitor restrictions are pretty strict. Because of COVID. So for the two weeks I was there. I saw my wife. They'd only allow one person in that day. And whoever was there. They couldn't leave and come back. And it was just one person. You couldn't have anybody else. So my wife was there uh, most of the days. And then one day my mom was there. And um, that was fun. Every time I had to piss in the jug, I'm like, Mom, go behind the curtain. Go in the other room. She's like, oh, it's nothing I haven't seen before. I was like, yeah, I think it's a little different when you're 41. Get the fuck out of here. Let me piss. But And uh, my preacher, my preacher ended up coming in there. He saw me twice. And 
you know, he, he prayed for me. And I'm going to tell you guys a true story. If I'm lying, I'm flying. Swear on my family's life. You know, um, this really happened. Okay. And it's, it's, it's hard to talk about without getting emotional, but this is the true story. Um, I don't really care who you pray to. There, there's going to come a point in your life where you're going to pray to somebody. When, when, you know, you don't, when you're dealing with an extreme amount of pain, you don't have anywhere else to turn or whatever, you're going to pray to somebody. And you're going to have a lot of people, hopefully, in your corner praying for you, which I did. Uh, thousands of people praying for me. <coughs> and he came up there and he held my hand and we prayed together and he said you know I, I remember his prayer you know i was hopped up on pain medication but he said, god he's like you know please use your strength to get rid of the bad blood in this guy's lung heal him yada 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 you know and then he left the room and i shit you not i got up a couple hours later and there was a blood spot behind my right lung on the mattress. All right. A big blood spot. And I don't know how it got there. And the nurses came in and they looked at my dressing around my drain tube. And it was dry. It was white and it was dry. Now you tell me how that blood got there. And you tell me how crazy it is that that blood got there after that guy come up there grabbed my hand, prayed for me, I can't answer that, okay? But from that point on, that's when my lung started getting better. And like I said, I don't care, you know, I'm not one of these, I don't care like what religion you are, I'm not here to judge, but I'm just telling you that that is something powerful that I had never seen before, and if you don't think that kind of thing's real, I'm here to tell you it is. I've seen it with my own eyes. I just got released three hours ago. So, first thing I did was I got something good to eat. <laughs> um, and I went, I filled up some prescriptions. And uh, I took a Flexoreal, an Oxy, and a Gabapentin. Gabapentin is like a nerve relaxant. Flexoreal, obviously, is for muscle spasms which I have and then the oxy's for pain I don't really like oxy I don't want to be dependent on it but I'm just hurting to the point where I'm really not going to sleep unless I do something but I also know that I have to get in motion for my body to say fuck this shit let's start healing onward onward to victory I missed the gym I started doing cardio in the hospital I was walking with my tube hooked up to the collection thing it was a plastic thing with a handle that collects all the bad blood I was literally walking laps holding the thing collecting my own fucking blood because that's how much I wanted to get back in the swing of things you know, call me crazy whatever but mentally I gotta have a win and that's what I've been telling you guys, you know, throughout some of my other podcasts. I, I've been talking about these small wins. I don't care if your win is one more rep. I don't care if your win is or your win is one more step. And I really don't care if your win is nothing more than pulling yourself out of a fucking bed with six fractured ribs and all this other shit. 
or maybe just pulling yourself out of bed just because it's hard you know i mean i i gotta think before i move now um i'm still in a lot of pain but you know the show must go on and uh the whole time i was in there i was thinking man it's gonna make for one hell of a podcast but um the thing is is at the end of the day nobody's gonna move you for you you got to move yourself and you have to have that avalanche effect okay like i was telling you guys before you know day one was not many laps day two was one more day three was one more but then eventually the next time i did it it turned into two sessions of 20 laps right 40 for the day i said okay now i'm getting better so and that's the way i'm going to think about going back in the gym i'll probably get back in the gym like tomorrow or the next day just to walk on a treadmill just for the stimulation of being back in the gym i can't lift anything for the next couple of weeks I'm, I'm really not in a position to do that just yet but i gotta have those small wins okay if there's nothing more than busting some water weight off me or hardening me back up or building my my um my lung you know letting it expand and building my um you know my oxygen saturation or what have you whatever it's better than sitting around doing nothing right so anyway that's where i've been um the hospital food was garbage i was eating breakfast lunch and dinner it's crazy what you start to miss when things are taken away because, you know, it got to the point where, like, I hadn't even been outside in two weeks. I missed just walking outside. And, my God, I could not get a good cup of coffee. I had to order this coffee from this shit hospital cafe that would deliver it to my room. And I believe, well, not really cafe, but the kitchen service. It's different from the cafeteria for the workers, okay? It was the worst fucking cup of coffee I've ever had in my life okay it might as well just tasted like it was like cardboard and you order your stuff about an hour an hour and a half at a time by the time you get your food it's lukewarm your coffee might be fucking cold and it's just miserable so I started missing simple things like a good cup of coffee a walk outside being able to see people seeing my family my dogs I started missing a lot. I also did a lot of thinking about if I was going to get back on my bike. And I don't think I am. Um, part of me is, is, this is probably a downfall of mine, is I'm a 41-year-old guy with the mentality of a 16-year-old. So I don't like giving up shit uh, like riding dirt bikes. And, um, you know, doing, doing stuff like that. I, I'm, I've never been one of these guys that says, oh, you know, you're growing up. You don't, you don't do that anymore. I guess to ride a skateboard, BMX bike, mountain bike. I think I was, uh, not as good at riding a dirt bike as I thought I was. And I knew it was going to happen. I knew it. You know, you get into something like that. It, it is not a forgiving sport, man. And it's not if, it's when. And you talk to any of these guys who have been doing it for any length of time, and there's usually a horror story in there, a story about how there's some metal in their body or 
titanium in their ribs like my my new story but i gotta look at the bright side um my limbs work i'm walking i'm not eating through a straw my ribs are like the worst part of me the the scapula fracture is uh they can't do anything for that that'll heal on its own um they found the deal with the kidney my kidney levels are back to normal and the liver will heal on its own relatively quick okay it could be paralyzed so I look for the, the bright side of things, and I try to find a positive in a negative situation. Any positive I can find, which I did. I found a lot of positives in this situation, all right? There was a part of me that was becoming a cold bastard before this happened. I don't know why, but I was becoming very hard, very, um, I guess, uh, not very sympathetic to certain people in their situations, and I didn't like that side of myself. I really didn't. And I think now, you know, the brakes have been pumped a little bit. And, um, you know, you fuck somebody up bad enough, I guess it'll change them. So the thing is, is I knew I was going to have a hard time when I got home because my son, I didn't grow up doing this. My son wanted to get into it. And we got into it together. And we learned together. And we progressed together. And it was a way to spend time together. So the way that he's looking at it is dad might take something away from me because he got injured. And now our thing is gone. You know, Because really, like, I don't really care that much whether I'm riding again or not. Yeah, I mean, I love it. I like to do it again. But I'm, I, like, I like the fellowship of it. You know, one of my best friends, you know, him and his three sons and me and my son, you know, go to all these different locations. We grill out, you know, we go camping, we travel. It's the fellowship of it. It's the common bond of it that brings us together. Like, that's what I like about it. Okay. Um, but I'm not passionate about it like some people. And I knew I was going to have a hard time with this because if I chose not to get back on a bike, uh, it was probably going to disappoint my son. But at the same time, if I saw him in this kind of pain, or worse, because it's it could happen. I mean, he's he's starting to go bigger, and he's riding faster and faster. He's faster than me. He goes bigger than me, but he's never been fucked up. Not yet. But I know it's coming if we do this long enough. And... You know, if I saw him paralyzed or if he was in a position where I couldn't get into the hospital to see him, you know, I probably would never forgive myself. So the whole time I'm lying up in there, I'm thinking, man, what the fuck? Like, how do I, like, how do I deal with this now? And I haven't really dealt with it yet, but I think, you know, maybe we'll get involved in something else. Or there's the fucking dog again. And my dog's going to join me on this podcast. Sorry about that. Anyway, so the thing is, is, you know, I've always had, like, I've always been dad, but I've been the buddy, too. Like, he doesn't really take the kids, man. This is adults. He's more comfortable around adults. But this is the one time where it's like, hey, you know, I got to be dad first. And I'm no good to you if I can't make an income and support the family. I'm no good. Um you know, if I go out there and cripple myself, which I don't want to do. 
So it's a hard decision, man, because it's like, fuck, dude, I'm laid up in the hospital bed looking on Marketplace for other bikes. <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm looking at 450s. Hey, you fucked yourself up on a 250. What other dumb fuck move can you ask? Get a 450. Not that I'll probably do it. I was looking at boats, too. I think I'm going to maybe get into boating more. Fishing, something that's not so fucking dangerous. Maybe he can get into wakeboarding. I don't know. But anyway, that's where I've been, guys. That's where I've been. And it's been a shitty, shitty month of October. Because like I said, I had COVID first. That put me down for a couple weeks. And then right when everything was getting better, man, it was like, <laughs> think breathing was hard with COVID? Here's your next challenge, motherfucker. Lose a lung. But, um, so yeah, I was pretty much uh, fucking bedridden, man, for like a month. But shit happens. Nobody ever said life was easy. Nobody ever said life was not painful. I was laid up in the hospital thinking about that, too. I was like, you know, what? what, what is it that makes, like, some people, like, gamers that, you know, never get hurt? And some people chose to do this stupid shit that lands them in a fucking wheelchair or uh, metal in their, you know, lands them with metal in their bodies and procedures and shit being done. What's that difference? I don't know. But um, anyway, that's where I've been, guys. I'm going to cut this one short. I'm in fucking pain. It's kind of hard to breathe. But thanks for hanging in there with me. And, uh, you know, I always try to keep it real. And uh, I had to bring you a podcast. It's been a little while. So thanks for tuning in. Until next time, train hard, man. Train hard in any event. I had all these people asking me. You know, all my clients were hitting me up on the messenger. Says, is there anything I can do for you? What can I do for you? What can I do for you? I said, here's what you can do for me. One more fucking rep. Train hard.